Hi Z. Hi Z. How you doing, buddy? <laughs> I'm good. We're back in the echoey room. I know. Sorry. We're the gypsies. Gypsies mm-hmm. are podcasting. You know, we know that there's fancy people who've, you know, put lots of uh, foam eggshells around their house. We haven't quite done that yet. <laughs> it is my dream to have that one day. I just wonder whether we are assuming it's harder than it actually is. Because I seem to be doing a lot of research on the internets at the moment, on internet courses and things. You know, I love a bit of adult mm. education and we're in a bit of a lull in the education department. I haven't got anything Are on the you horizon. telling me there is no, there's no pottery wheel spinning that you can learn about? There's no hot courses on the horizon, so you know what that means. We have got to get down and busy finding a course ASAP. Absolutely. Well, what are we thinking here? Do we, is it something that, uh, you know, because, you know, we'll talk about this a bit later in the podcast, mm. but there's, there's a little thing out there on the internet where you can learn a lot more about Rach. Yes, there is. But I wasn't aware that you were all in on wanting to be a photographer at one point in your life. Yeah, I did when I was younger. So yeah. can you just go back and do versions of photography courses? I have done a photography course before. Yeah. Um, I have oh, so, but you've, so you've learnt everything. <laughs> Jeez, that's, uh, that's a very interesting position. You've done three weeks, you've learnt the difference between landscape and portrait. <laughs> so we're done, are we? Uh, aperture Oh, as sorry. Well. Oh, well, sorry. And excuse me, it was three weekends. Oh, well then. <laughs> <laughs> well, move over, Annie Leibowitz. <laughs> So I have done a course, but once I've kind of dipped my toe, I'm on to the next thing. Right, so I've done photography. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, okay, so, so what have we done? We've done photography, we've done... Uh, drawing. We've, we've done drawing. Painting, the step instructors course, we've done... I reckon the... you need to go to Parramatta Speedway and learn <laughs> how to do that. Just Demolition Derby. I'm... So if there's any hookups, get in touch. Paulandrace.com.au. The thing I'm sort of dabbling in now Ooh. is... Don't give me that face. No, no, no. It's your kind of online marketing sort of... Yeah. What, what does that do? What, you what know... Hey, hey. Okay. Be you, proud. You know things... What, have you, what are you doing? I want to learn things like... Are you working for Amway? <laughs> No, I'm not. Are you posing as a Nigerian prince on the internet? Is that, is that your new copywriting role? I mean, I just have tried so many things. It's starting to get ridiculous. No, hey, 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 hey. <laughs> You're a very accomplished photographer. I mean, it was three weekends. Three weekends. You're listening to Paul and Rach. I had a bit of a situation the other night with a dear friend of mine. Oh, you're about to shoot can them. I know, and I'm really concerned. If it opens up with, look, can I just tell you about something about someone I really, really like? normally going to end in a shit canning. I probably should have said somebody <laughs> I vaguely know because now that narrows it down and the friends of mine who listen to the podcast right. will Do you know want to go around saying. again or are you okay? Let's go again. Go, go again. <laughs> Actually, no. No, no, no. Well, that's okay. Let's go. Let's go. Let's pretend, everyone, this never happened. <laughs> no, I'll stick with the original. So we went out to dinner with this friend of mine and his girlfriend and she's lovely. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Look at the code that's just dripping. <laughs> like, this is like you can't do that on television. Opposite sketch. Oh, I loved that show. It's like, oh, look, there's this dear friend of mine. Not really. Um, with this person. Who, oh, and she's lovely. She's not. She's really nice, okay? But she says like every second word. Mm. Mm. And I tried <laughs> so hard. I really tried so hard because I'm committed to this friendship that I have. And, and the friend of mine is a smart, talented individual. And she's nice. Yeah. You know, she's nice. Yeah, I know she's nice. <laughs> she's really nice. <laughs> Don't say really nice. Okay, she's nice. Because really nice is when okay. I think you're laying it on. Yeah, she's nice. But, you know, really, I mean, she's okay. just amazing. It just makes me think you've got a little the, bit of the guilt. Okay, she's nice, right? But I was honestly, it was the moment where you're sort of listening to somebody's conversation mm-hmm. And 
you start to become aware of the fact that you're in a conversation. You know when you start to levitate a bit and all of a sudden you're not just back and forth, it's not jamming, yeah. you're not throwing the ideas around. <laughs> it's literally you step back from yourself and thought, this is getting hard work. Yeah, this is, I'm now working. I'm thinking I'm here. Working. I'm thinking here. Oh, that's my attitude to most weddings that I have to go to. Oh, yeah. Is that most of me go, oh, it's going to be work. Isn't that the worst in conversations? And I get that a lot in small talk. It's why I avoid, like, the plague, any kind of networking opportunities. Mm. Networking to me is just that on repeat. Those conversations where you levitate and go, look around the room, look around the room, what can you bring into the conversation? Yeah. Quick, extra brain, you go over there and do some Google research and bring me something back to talk to this person And by about. its definition, the person that you're talking to is most likely, like an award show or something, looking over your shoulder for the next most interesting person to network Not with. interested, right? So this was starting to become not a networking conversation but a difficult conversation. It was becoming that way because... The likes were coming at me so quickly that I was starting to become aware that I was no longer focusing on her conversation. I was focusing on the number of times she'd said like. And then I'm really working in my head to go, look engaged, look interested, (laughs) look like you. Oh, yeah, you know, but Mm -hmm, I was, mm -hmm, yeah. mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, But mm -hmm. I was aware that the smile was becoming a little bit like that smile when somebody's held up and tried to take nine photos and you're still holding Mm -hmm. the same smile and it's just nobody's buying it, you know. So I was kind of getting to that stage and then I just recognised in myself that there was a moment in my head where I could literally hear my inside brain almost say, that'll do me. Yeah, I'm done. Yeah, that'll do me. I think I'm I'm not even going to bother. I was just completely out. See, literally is my, (laughs) literally is the one that does my head in. I think there might have been a time in my life where I did drop that a little too much myself. But I mean, literally, I am so hungry. I assume you're hungry. (laughs) Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, I was trying to think of the best name for this segment, but I'm just simply going to say this is Stretchy News. I love that. Stretchy News. Okay, there is a prisoner who has... And stop me if I've told you this story before. No, you haven't, but I'm just trying to work out what stretchy news could be because I was thinking yoga-related oh, news. Oh, no, no. This is a prisoner who has been caught with not one, not two, not three, but four mobile phones bang up the bum. Four. Oh, has yeah. fed, so hence stretchy. Stretchy. Stretchy news. Do you think we're going to get a lot of other news stories to put in that manila folder? I think so. <laughs> I'm betting on it. <laughs> And if you'd like to send any stretchy news to us. <laughs> well, I remember there was, there was oh, yeah, I'll tell the story. In Vegas, mm. there was, there was a, a small businesswoman who we were in conversation with. But she told with great delight, great delight, the story of not one, not two, not three, but four golf balls disappearing. Goodness gracious. Could recover three and then the fourth was needed to be removed by a uh, hospital person. You know what amazes me in life is the different things that people view as achievement. Yes. For that young woman, mm. four golf balls up the jacksie. Is that a, is the jacksie the bottom? Yes. It is? Okay, I always... <laughs> I always <laughs> what, you think people were putting flares up the... No, I just won... Because I didn't know whether don't the point. saint... Oh, I'm sorry. Don't point. But sometimes I hear jacksie and I don't know whether it means don't the front... Don't point! <laughs> I'm sorry. Stop pointing. So the back one is the jacksie. Yes. But either way, I don't understand what jacksie is. I don't know either. I'm sure it's probably some hilarious reference to some convict. That's where he used to put all of his scabies. <laughs> oh, scabies. So she's very proud that her jacksie is the kind of jacksie that can fit four golf balls. For me, 
that would probably be so low on the list of things mm. to be proud of, it wouldn't even be on the list. It's fair to say this small business person looked like they'd lived a life where shame was a slightly <laughs> different threshold than you might have. <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrache.com.au. Question for Paulie. Probably with only one question. <laughs> So, question, you can say singular, <laughs> question for Paulie. Yes, Rachel. Why the hell do they bother with any types of gears in an automatic car? Oh. <laughs> L and 2, what are they doing there? Good point, an excellent point. I also don't understand those people who've got the sports cars with the, the sports shift where you've got the auto you can whack over. So, I don't know, the lights you can go second, third, fourth. It's pointless. And as for second and low, apparently, you know, for your hill start it might be necessary. But let's be honest, when have you ever used it? I am a manual driver from way back. I now drive an auto and I miss the manual very much. I have never, not even in the steepest of hills, ever had a situation where a low gear is necessary. That thing springs off from where? I mean, you could be basically vertical. It just seems to me to be a bit of a show pony thing for dudes to sort of, turn, you know, pull up at the lights, shift it down to L. Yeah, I won't <laughs> say I know anyone who's done this, but... Uh... <laughs> A nice touch is, uh, say, if you're driving along a Gold Coast freeway and you just want to see what happens if you put the car into second or ill. You go a lot slower. Ouchie? Is it, it's, yeah, yeah, but then you hand the keys back. No, 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 I'm fine. <gasps> you did that no, in hey, a rental? Hey, hey. Whoa, 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 whoa. Why would you say that? Oh, Murray. Why would you say that I had done that maybe as recently as the last time I was on the coast? You're listening to Paul and Rach. I did have one more question. In question for Paulie. Well, okay, fine. <laughs> Do I now have to go back and read? Yeah, what is it about? And so this is question for Paulie. Pardon. Mark two. Um, have you forgotten it already? <laughs> yes. Is Donald Trump's daughter getting a run on the catwalk at Fashion Week the best example of fame, meaning that you don't necessarily need to be pretty. Let me show you a photo. Have you seen her yet? No, I haven't. If it's if it's Melania Trump, which is the one who's on the... Um, is that Ivanka? Not Ivanka. She's the pretty she's, one. She's, my God. She's father. beautiful. She's... she's I know. So here is Trump's daughter. Her name is Tiffany. Are you aware of Tiffany's work? Tiffany Trump. Tiffany Trump. This could be too cruel for me. Is this? I don't usually play in this area. I'm liking it. This is good. Am I being too cruel? No, but see, we're in this era where you've got to get all the attention you can possibly get. But also, I mean, when we're speaking about the world of uh, modelling, now normally I don't buy the plus size thing because normally it's, you know, sort of normal Sheila. It's a size 10. Yeah, it's a normal Sheila. (laughs) Well, have a look there. That's actual genuine and plus size. Oh. There's genuine chunk, there's genuine curve, and there's genuine uh, thickness there. She's very pretty. I think she looks like she's about to do a poop. She does. She's got that sort of weird sort of like both arms up in the surf. I don't quite know what that position is naturally. I don't know how no. that has naturally occurred anywhere. I believe that that is the pushing the boobs together position of the arms. Oh, well played. I know. Um, I also draw your attention on the right, and we'll pop this up on our Facebook page so you can all play along at home, uh, to the Ronda Rousey in the painted on swimsuit. Yeah. What's the obsession there? See, I've got a strange little twinge in my heart for young Rhonda. Now, she looks like she's built like a Chinese swimmer. Yeah. Okay, so nothing quite ticks the box. The face often can look a little too serious, yeah. but there's something. There's something about it that I go, hmm, 
Me likey. Really? Me not be able to handle, but me likey. Me get crushed in between her thighs. Perhaps that's what I like. <laughs> oh, God. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Rach, new segment, I'd like to call it Alert the Papers. <laughs> okay. This is when uh, small stuff, I have no idea how it gets into the news coverage. I never understand how this is not something either so private or so embarrassing that you keep it to yourself and you mightn't even tell your mates. I think this is this sounds to me like the entire premise for embarrassing bodies. I have no idea why anybody is lining up to go into the embarrassing bodies demountable to go and show <laughs> show their Dr. dodgy. Christian's, what that weird the, dude? Oh, isn't he? What's the dude with the shiny face I just know. going? Oh, let me touch your roof bits. That's it's very weird. The headline says, It ripped in half inside me. Oh. News.com.au. Teenager is calling for a boycott of Aldi tampons. I saw this. When do you alert the papers? <laughs> like, okay, you want to get the word out that this is a slightly defective product. But this is more your letter to Aldi than your letter to news.com.au. I don't understand. Especially when you peruse the photographs. And this is something you've got to understand if you're ever going to be somebody who wants to put in a complaint or a story that is potentially newsworthy. They're going to ask you to do a series of disappointed, yeah. <laughs> affected photographs. But also the photo of her holding the broken device up. But this is the problem, right? There's a photographer, and I know this because I've done three weekends of photography course. Well, <laughs> you're across it all. <laughs> who's adjusted the aperture. and The shutter uh, speed. The shutter the speed. The shutter speed's got a massive fiddle here. <laughs> And has said to this woman, could you hold up that moist and not quite holding together tampon and look like you're really concerned? (laughs) That's got to be one of those moments where you say to yourself... I might bow out here. Yeah. There's a lot of these photos through the process of the article where she's sort of holding it up, looking at the camera, very disappointed. Another is looking at the tampon that's fallen apart and sort of going, hmm, isn't this perplexing? (laughs) You know, there's a lot. There's just too much in those photos. You know, there's too many layers. On a serious note, though, terrible tampons. (laughs) Good to know. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I feel like there's a lot of fodder in what I was doing last Friday. Can I guess what you were doing last Friday? certainly may. All right, you were birdwatching with Bill Oddie. Oh, I wish. Is Bill Oddie dead? Maybe he's not. I'm not even going to Google. (laughs) I'm just going to hope he's not. Okay, no, I wasn't birdwatching with Bill Oddie, but that would be great. I have no interest in birdwatching, but I think birdwatching with him would be Oh, sorry. I don't need the start of the podcast. Oh, I don't have any hobbies. I don't know what I'm doing. And here's me suggesting one for you. I'm just (laughs) suggesting that you can get out there and see a tit willow, a minor bird, or any other ones that come to mind. Pigeon. Uh, no, I wasn't uh, with Bill Oddie. I was, in fact, with 2.0, knee-deep in the second of three containers of my dad's shit, which still is... still don't get why you're doing it. Yeah, isn't that, isn't that something we it's all like, don't get? I don't understand. <laughs> yeah, this is when the parent becomes the child. Yeah, so have you actually found the Ming vase that he thought might have been in there? We're now down to the one container that contains 300... Asian ceramics. What are you going to do with that? What a spectacular question that is, P. Murray. And, I mean, the process, honestly, that 2.0 has gone through. 
this man's going to marry me. I'm 100% oh, sure Oh, yeah, it's, it. all, it's all over. I mean, you've been through the ups and downs. You, There's you know, no doubt. On. Anyone that is still around yeah. after the last 365 days. But there are some things that I've learned from my process, and I'm sure that more of these will come out mm. as the days progress. The first is when you are buying something, think to yourself, A, do I want it? Are you listening, Sean? <laughs> B, do I need it? SK. <laughs> and C, am I going to be disappointed if when I decide to sell it, the most anyone's going to pay me for it is 50 cents? Yeah, yeah. I, I'm completely with you. And I suffer it myself in that we were you know, organising something around in the study the other day. And it's like there's all this stuff that you get emotionally attached to because oh, I bought this here, I bought that there. I've completely forgotten. There was a time when I would have remembered every birthday present you ever gave me. Yeah. Now I have no idea what anyone's ever given me. Yeah. In fact... I horribly have to admit, Shani asked me the other day, what did I get you for Christmas? I couldn't remember. I'm right with you. But I'm that's right a with terrible you. thing that eventually happens. No, no, this is the way that things roll down, right? But the thing you have to realise is that trying to get rid of stuff is real flippin' difficult. And everybody wants to bargain you down, oh, you know? Of course. I've got some aluminium planks on there, some scaffolding, because Dad was a builder at one point, and these aluminium planks cost about 200 bucks a pop. So I thought to myself, you know what, I could probably put them on there for 150 a piece, mm-hmm. but I'm going to go down to 100 and knock 100 bucks off. That's and saving people... Like, 18 bucks. This is it. 18 bucks. And go, what? This is it. No, mate. No, I don't want you to take my stinking aluminium planks... For 18 bucks. I had the same thing when I had a garage sale once. I had a DVD player there for 10 bucks. Somebody offered me 50 cents for it. I thought it's a f- brand new DVD come on, player. Come on. You know, give it a rest. There was a moment, though, where my dad, we've spoken about it a lot, and I can say these stories because he has never touched a computer and has <laughs> absolutely no idea what the internet is, so he's never going to hear this. Wait till your sister finds this podcast. <laughs> That's it. Dad had a barbecue in the great house that Ron built Mm. that then Ron lost. (laughs) Um, The house that washed away with tears. That's it, the house that washed away with tears. So old Ronnie C had a custom-built barbecue to slip into the kitchen underneath a custom-built shelf because, you know what, a stove would have been cheap. Yeah, please. Well, who wants to cook on a stove when, P.S., you can't cook, but you buy a Japanese barbecue? Hey, hey the packers could have been dropping around at any minute. Exactly, right? You never know when you're going to need to whip up a bit of teppanyaki. <laughs> I mean, really? My dad can't even cook a piece of toast. But we had this wok and this full Japanese barbecue. And it's broken. Mm. Nobody's going to buy it. So you take it to the metalworks. Now, I've had some good times at the metalworks in the last couple of containers. Here comes a bar. <laughs> I'm telling you, every time. You know, the people I really love, boom, it's coming. They could tell you whatever they wanted. Really, you just want to get rid of this shit. You're just saying, look, I can't bring myself to throw it out. I know I can't donate it because that's effectively trying to throw it out. Yeah. So I'm trying to give back here. And at this point, the idea that somebody will take and deal with crap that you can't put in a tip or you can't do with... You, you, I mean, you're almost ready to hug them anyway. Yeah. But I've gone to the Metalworks this time and apparently... I'm assuming this is factual. The arse has fallen out of the steel market, which mm-hmm. means they're now offering $0 a kilo. Oh, bullshit. <laughs> but they got you by the balls, right? Because you're at that stage where you're there and you've got a whole truck full of shit and I'm talking a three-ton truck full of shit. So the biggest moment 
was the moment where we stood at the back of the three-ton truck and went, <laughs> oh. just pushed it off the back and drove away. And that was it. And they got all of this metal for nothing. There's a part of me that doesn't know whether they're taking the piss, but there's another part of me, P. Murray, that doesn't give a shit. Well, I was going to say, I think you've earned the right to do whatever the f*** you want with the $10,000 barbecue because oh. Ronnie C's done sweet F-A. F-A, right? And that moment where you close up the truck doors and you drive away with an empty truck and an empty wallet and you think, you know what? The cost of this, priceless. Welcome to the family 2.0. You're listening to Paul and Rach. Rach, a bit of showbiz to deal with at the moment. Great. Now, this is that young Gwyneth Paltrow, her mother, Blythe Danner, is starting to think about getting back on the dating scene after her husband, Gwyneth's father, passed away. Gwyneth, however, doesn't like it. Now, despite the fact that Gwyneth Paltrow can f*** whoever she wants, despite the fact that her children have to put up with Daddy 2.0, Daddy 6.9, Daddy 48.2, she's playing this ridiculous card that, no, Mum should stay completely hands-off anyone else because Daddy Dearest was the only one who's allowed to play naughties with mum. Where's she shipping this out on? Goop? Yeah. That website? (laughs) Oh, yes. Is this where she's shipping this shit out on? But here's my thing, though, is that I know that it's very difficult for adult people to understand that your parents are something other than your parents. But here's a little newsflash to Gwyneth Paltrow or any other little princesses who hate the idea of mummy hooking up with somebody who's not daddy after daddy dies or the other way around with mummies, okay? Mm-hmm. Here's the absolute truth. They're human beings yeah. too. Mm-hmm. And, if, and, and why is it that you're the only one who's allowed to love? Yeah. It's also interesting. I'm sure that all of those people will eventually get to the ripe old age of 50 or 60 or 70 or 80 and look down and go, oh, shit, the bits do still work. Yeah, correct. What about if we go to the other end of the spectrum? Are you aware of Selena Gomez? Yes. The thing that troubles me with Selena Gomez, her last couple of songs are getting a touch in the sexual arena. I understand she is of She's age. She's transitioning. She's getting out of Disney time. She is getting out of Disney Is she time. back with Bieber, by the way? I don't think so, no. Bieber's with Baldwin's daughter or somebody oh, like what, that. What, the one that he yelled at? The, the one that he called the little piggy? Oh, maybe. Remember the voicemail all those years ago? Oh, I'm unsure. Well, then again, which Baldwin is it? Yeah, I don't know which Baldwin is it. But anyway, it's a, da- it's a Baldwin daughter. Mm. Uh, so they're together. But the thing that, I, that concerns me about Selena Gomez is that despite the fact that she is clearly on her way to womanhood, you know, she's entered the next phase of her life. <laughs> she still looks like a six-year-old child yeah. in a low-cut dress. See, I see you this, and I raise you. Uh, when I was on the Goldie a couple of weeks ago, walked up and down Cavill Avenue, and apparently everyone was over the age of 18. They didn't look older than 12. No way. They did. I, I can't tell the difference. And the great shock about that is that you always think back to what you thought you looked like yeah, at that yeah, age. Yeah. I'm such an adult. And I was rocking around with a fake ID. <laughs> You know, and you think, I thought I was fooling everyone. And I mean, I was out at 15, so you're not even 18. You look really, really young. And still people, you know, actually, here's a little glimpse into my past and into the things that you used to be able to get away with before things got strict. I carried around with me a fake ID. It was one that you sent away to get and it got mailed back, right? And on the back of it, 
it actually said the details on this may not be correct. Seriously. And nobody ever looked at it until graduation night when we all went out to the Greenwood in North Sydney, which was the place to be, when for the first time ever, because obviously the security guards were on high alert that everybody that had just finished school was out, it was the very first time in two and a half years that anybody had turned it over and gone, this isn't a real and when you, But when you, when you were at the height of this sort of underaging, mm. were you the type of person who would just sit in the corner and just wanted to catch the vibe or were you sort of screaming, drinking and screaming with the best of them? You know, the interesting thing is that I didn't drink but I went out a lot and my friend and I, Genevieve and I, we used to go to her parents' place, Stephanie K style. Oh. What were you wearing? No, is no, that I just realised you? you were 15. <laughs> I, I went to do the what are you wearing and then I realised don't ask the question, Paulie. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. Now, I want to give a little plug to something. Um, Rach did an interview with a thing called Media Mates. It's a podcast done by Ralph Tucker, a bloke that we've both worked with over the years. Um, if, like me, you are a massive R. Corbett fan <laughs> and you'd like to know a little bit more about the process, maybe you're sort of in and around the fringes of the media and you want to know how to do it properly, I'm telling you this and not just because the lady's sitting next to me, this podcast is awesome because it shows commitment, passion, focus and drive and I could be no prouder than Aww. I was just sitting around listening to an hour with you. I, I know an awful lot about you, but I still learnt stuff about you. So seriously, if you enjoy the shits and giggles of Paul and Rach, go across and have a listen to Media Mates podcast this week starring R. Corbet. Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. Why doesn't everybody have that callback feature? What, as in humans? No, no, no. I'm talking as in businesses. When you call a business, you know there are only a select few that say, we're really busy right now. Would you like us to call you back without losing your place in the queue? Genius. 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 Right? I understand then they have to pay for the call, but I was on the phone for about 45 minutes on hold. Yeah. And I thought to myself, would it kill you? But you know the company that ironically should be doing it that doesn't do it? Who? Telstra. Yeah, right. Because it's not like they have to pay for the call. Yeah. They are the call. <laughs> You're listening to Paul and Rach. I could give less of a f- about the annual tradition that is the Grammys. Like, normally I take a fringe interest in showbiz because I've got to talk about it on the telly. We've had to talk about it on the radio for years. I couldn't give a stuff. I don't know the difference between the record of the year, the single of the year, the song of the year, the album. I couldn't care less. I see you, the Grammys, and I raise you the red carpet arrivals. Oh, please. Where they're all just trying to out-douche each other. And then we've got four weeks of magazines and online websites doing the who wore it better, worst dress. Best dress, and there's always some Z grade celeb trying to work her way up who comes in essentially a bra and undies. But this is the bit I've never understood, okay? For time in memoriam, when they held the first Grammys back in the Stone Age, Mm. boobs and bum. Yeah. We're still the variables. Mm-hmm. Nothing has changed. Mm. And, but it just seems that, like, we go in this cycle where it's dress up, dress down, wear something, wear nothing. Be, like, it's the same shit every two years. And now Lady Gaga, who has already always been a fairly uh, you know, obvious piece of used goods, <laughs> I don't know, she's going through her sort of Madonna classy phase now and yeah. I am not buying. But it's only on the back of uh, a recent thing that she did with a magazine, I think it was called V Magazine or something, where on the front cover it's her and her fiancé or husband, I'm not sure if they've got married, maybe they have, after they've 
painted themselves and then had sex on a canvas to make art. Seriously? Yeah, seriously. So she only did that like a month ago or something. and then all So what the... did they do? Well, they just they sort of finger paint style but with your bum. So basically they covered themselves in paint and, and then sex. they rolled around and had sex what? as an expression of their love. And then I think they auctioned off the artwork. Well, so you can tell they're not married though. Why? Because the only image that is imprinted on a married person would simply be the mish. <laughs> exactly. Keep the guys up on the Paul and Rach Facebook page. What do you think of Kanye reaching out to the millionaire community for a handout? Oh, can I respond in the way that he tweets? Please. F- off! <laughs> Want to stay in touch? Head to the website, paulandrach.com.au. I've worked out that I have an irrational fear. Of? Puddles. <laughs> How did this cripple you this week? It's not so much the tiny, tiny manageable puddles, but it's those puddles that happen when a water main bursts. Uh-huh. And have you ever been in a situation where you've come up to your car and your car is parked <laughs> and a water main's burst and there's like a lot of water yeah, flooding by? This, this doesn't seem irrational. This seems okay. It's Does called it? a flood. Yeah. Like most, generally, people are averse to flooding. Okay. I, I'm, I just get concerned that my car is going to wash away. Well, you know? just on, look, on the behalf of your insurance company, yeah. that would be a great result. Oh, too. Because <laughs> let's be honest, with your car, oh, like, if, if you could flush that thing away. Oh, P. Murray. It's, what, what, it's insured, isn't it? No. Oh. <laughs> then this conversation never happened. Get the guys up on the Paul and Rage Facebook page. Time for some saucy stories. Oh, it's time for Retrizabona. Uh, what's it say for today, P. Murray? Oh, it's going to be not Epididymus. We've done that. Mm. Um, what have we talked about? I was going to say container, but putting it in my container is probably not a great one. I want, <laughs> okay, uh, terracotta. 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 Mm. Here we go. Today's story is called Mum's the Word. I'd hooked up with a good-looking blonde guy about 25 with soulful blue eyes and a promising bulge in his jeans. I didn't ask him much about himself except for where he lived and would he take me there and terracotta, almost forgot the word, me. My favourite detail is that literally... How can I help you? That's because (laughs) Siri just automatically... Was transcribing what Rachel was just reading. Oh, my goodness. And she's actually written period today. Siri for mums, the word solver blue eyes and a promising bowl jeans. I did nothing much about you. Take me there in terror. Oh. <laughs> you should get a job as a secretary, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Let's give this a bell without Siri interrupting. I didn't ask him much about himself except for where he lived and would he take me there in terracotta me because I didn't really care. But I should have checked a few things. <laughs> terracotta sounds so violent it sounds so violent first off he lived with his mother oh not a biggie these days but i thought he might have mentioned it fair point (laughs) yeah but hang on where in the romantic stage do you say that well that's true if you think you're a chance you're not gonna go let me ruin it by being honest she was up waiting for him when we got there when she wanted to sit in the kitchen while we had a cup of cocoa and chatted and all i wanted to do was nick a couple of voddies and get bugalugs terracotta inside me eventually she seemed to give me the stamp of approval so me and the fella marched off to his bedroom i just ripped off his jeans to terracotta his terracotta terracotta when there was a knock at the door and his mum saying that she was leaving a tray with some drinks and snacks outside the door okay great job at room service mum but terracotta off eh (laughs) i shoved him back on the bed and Hmm. Terracotta. Oh, we got close there. Because <laughs> frankly, his puppy dog expression was starting to shit me. This guy, 
this girl is terrifying. I love this woman just looking past everything. I know. There was another knock. It was you-know-who, and this time she said through the door, make sure you use a condom, sweetheart. Eventually I wrestled a franger on, (laughs) flung a leg over him and started to ride him like a Melbourne Cup jockey. He was moaning, I was moaning, and I was just about to pop my cookies. What? (laughs) What's that mean? When there was another, capital letters, knock at the door and the old bat asked, have you got your asthma inhaler, sweetheart? (laughs) This is some great A bullshit. I still managed to finish, though my desires now lay elsewhere, and I still managed to get my rocks off despite him who had just started crying and asked me to cuddle him. Oh, come on. Finally, I got my boots on and pulled on my clothes. See you, darling. Don't call for God's sakes and escaped out the window <laughs> mummy boys oh, oh what a charmer <laughs> wow see you next week bye bye now you're listening to paul and rach